0: Welcome to Command SK. I'm Shreyak. And I'm at Stupid. Screw you. Hey everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Command SK. And I just said that with very grand hand gestures. Um, this is your host, Karen. And I'm Shreyak. Yeah, oh, I just realized I just said this is your host, as in like one host. My bad. The, Co-hosts. Hosts? Where, there we go. We're your hosts. Co-hosts. Where? Where you? Okay. okay. <laughs> So, great start, as always, to the episode. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so co-hosts here, Karan and Shreyak. Um, (laughs) So, this episode is going to be special. We're really excited to talk about it. Um, We know this is probably going to air sometime in January. Um, So, technically, it's not at the end of 2019. But we're going to be talking about not only the end of 2019, but the last decade as a whole. So, it's going to be a really exciting episode. where uh, A nostalgic episode where we talk about a decade in review, both for Shreyak not as important, and and myself, super relevant and important. So (laughs) we're going to be going through like a lot of different categories and topics um, of things to reflect on, look back on, um, including obviously stuff that we love talking about all the time, like fitness, technology, that kind of stuff, Um, but a little bit more also about our personal professional lives, um, milestones, things that are near and dear to our hearts, except sure he doesn't have a heart, but near Mm -hmm. and dear to his... Mm -hmm. Uh, cold <laughs> metallic interior uh, um, but yeah so this is gonna be fun um, so I'm excited to get right into it we're gonna talk about it okay so <laughs> um, Shrek and I had an aside where I kind of you know
1: uh, fucked to- everything up <laughs> yeah no um, but it, it, basically okay this I, in full transparency this episode is be, is being recorded in January. In January. Okay. I was, January. I was looking at Karen because I didn't know if we should say it or not. But, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> is because really we, we paused because we were, we were deciding whether we should say, like, happy new year, guys, or pretend like, no, we're actually recording this in December and happy new year in advance. But then we realized that another episode, episode two, we actually basically, did record it last year. Basically,
0: what Shrek's trying to say is that he's trying to make everything as convoluted as possible. Uh-huh. And I'm just trying to simplify things and make it really easy. And basically, what we've realized is that my way is always the right way, and uh-huh. I'm always right. And yep, basically, exactly what we've that. known forever. So no, no big deal. Um, we'll move on.
1: Let's okay. Let's enough of it. Let's just jump right into it. Um, so, Karen, why don't you start? <laughs> okay, now. Why don't you start by telling, talking a little bit about how the last ten years have been for you? Let's let's start there.
0: Sure, sure. So I'm now 25, which means that a decade ago, 2009, I was 15. So. Fifteen to twenty five, those are the good years, aren't they? Um mm. you uh The best are... golden years. The golden years, yeah. Um <laughs> some people are probably rolling their eyes so hard at that. Uh-huh. But yeah, um, going from a kid to not a kid. Yeah. Um so that's been depressing. But in all seriousness, <laughs> it's been really fun, enjoyable. Um matured a lot, I think, I hope. Uh seems that seems to be the case, judging from from everyone uh-huh. that I interact with on a daily basis. Um so yeah, the the past decade has been full of growth, full of fun, exciting, depressing, sad, happy, beautiful, lovely, horrible, horrific de- things, like plenty of things, mm-hmm. as is life. So I'm uh, glad to have gone through everything that I've gone through because it's turned me into the person that I am today, which I know a lot of people don't like, but mm-hmm. I don't care.
1: And he also wants to thank the little people. No, and the little people. <laughs> yes. and the And the side
0: characters in the story of my life, uh, the narrative of my of my journey.
1: He's he's talking as if he's giving like an Oscar speech or something like that. Yeah. I'd like to thank my producers. <laughs> Anyways,
0: um, um yeah, so it, it's it's been it, like just I'm a person who really loves being reflective, really being really loves um uh, what's the term? Um being introspective. Yeah. Re, uh really likes looking inward and really frequently um and deeply trying to just spend time spend time thinking about Kind of, who I was, how how things have happened, how I've transformed, who I am right now. What does that mean for the future? I really think about these a lot. I really love love being introspective. And so, for me, um, you know, as soon as the new year started, I I got a little bit emotional internally. You know, I was really just like had one of those flashback moments where you see every, all a timeline yeah. of all the stuff that you can remember happening over the past decade, um, and then you just like snap, and then you're back to and you're back here to the present and you're like yeah i can't believe all that happened and i'm so grateful for it i'm so grateful for everything even the things that at the time i thought were you know um life ruiners or things like you know that would forever change things for the worst or yeah just like tragedy at the time and like all those types of things um but looking forward to the this new decade really it's going to be really exciting because i'm excited to take everything that i've um learned and that everything that I've brought with me from the past decade. Knowledge, power, influence, uh, <laughs> abilities, magical abilities, uh, all of these things and really, you know, take them to the next level. I don't know which which soon. part of
1: that is funnier. Knowledge or power incarnate? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah
0: so that's that's really kind of my cliff notes about like what I think about the past decade and like what I'm how I'm feeling about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, enough about me. What about you, Shrek? How, how, what What do you have to say about?
1: Thanks for asking, Kern. <laughs> um, no, I mean, ten years ago, I was sixteen. It's I can't even I can't even fat like the amount of change that has happened in in my in my life in, in those ten years is, is just ridiculous. I I went from being this person who like didn't like took himself too seriously still takes some tough too seriously way too seriously but a little less than before who didn't really care about like uh, like you know health and fitness and and I didn't really have any kind of drive or, or motivation but I mean not many teenagers do at that age I just mm-hmm. and and like coming from that to now where I am today it's it's ridiculous I, I agree with you Karin. you look back on it and you think like where did the time go mm-hmm. and and a lot of the I mean, like like anyone else. I mean, I've like you and other like I've experienced, you know, heartbreaks and um, just mistakes that I've made and and things that I look back on that I thought were so just world-ending catastrophic. And I'm like, it, it, it really wasn't that big a deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and just I'm I'm excited to oh, this is gonna sound so cheesy, but I'm excited to become the person that I knew I always was. Mm. He was just hidden underneath a lot of fat, a lot of, <laughs> I was going to say a lot
0: of, all this blubber,
1: <laughs> a lot, a lot of blubber, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of crap, a lot of insecurities, but you know, we're, we're, it's, it's, it's our 2020 glow up. Why don't we call it that? Sure. Our yeah. 2020 glow up. I, that actually reminded me like I, of this quote
0: that I actually wanted, that I I love and that I I, sh- I would have yeah. brought up earlier. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. So
0: it's like, it, it's talking about exactly that. It's mm-hmm. talking about growing up and being that person. It's like the advice was, you know, be the, be the person that you wish that in this case, the, the quote says, I think the 12 year old version of yourself would look up to and wish mm-hmm. that they, they became, yeah. Always like looking back on it from that perspective. I think that's something that I just, it resonates with me so much. Like mm-hmm. when, imagine yourself back, take yourself time back in time, 10 years mm-hmm. in this case for me when I was 15 yeah. and there were so many problems, so many issues that I had or was dealing with and the kind of person I was was definitely not, um what I could be or what I wanted to be, mm-hmm. but then looking back and like imagining me as a kid, looking in the future and thinking 10, 15 years, um, what do I want to become? Like what is this fantasy that I have in my head of like, mm-hmm. when I'm an adult, who is this person? Mm-hmm. What, like who who, like who can I be? And that's- Can I stop
1: you there for a second? That's sure. a really good question. So now I, I want you to answer that. What what did your 12 year old, or what was 15, 15 year old self in fantasize? Case, yeah, yeah.
0: It, 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 so in, in, in that case, like 15 year old me, some of the idols, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's a useful to tool, right? Looking at the, your idols at the time. Mm-hmm. And then those people usually, um, like a bunch of the idols that you look up to, all of them together, this amalgam of like people, mm-hmm. um, or a amalgam of these of these possibilities, come together and to really shape the person that you feel you should become. Mm-hmm. For me at the time, people that I looked up to, I looked up to, you know, like a lot of the traditional tropes of like Hollywood actors that were, you know, they were good looking mm-hmm. and they looked they they were good looking and they were um themselves playing characters in movies that were also successful or or like had amazing either personalities or whatever it was or their lives were great in some way mm-hmm. and they were great characters I'm putting air quotes up here mm-hmm. in and of themselves and those types of characters that these actors represented like those I looked up to like the fictional, in a sense fictional people um that represented the best of what you know humanity could portray us as being or like as in my case, you know, uh, a, male mm-hmm. um, <laughs> a male human character, as being a male human character. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I would like to. Be. So, um, yeah, like I don't remember a lot of the specific exact like characters yeah. I used to look up to when I was fifteen. But you know, in like one way, I looked up to like the usual like um, <coughs> uh, Steve Jobs for like I, I loved. I fell in love with Apple at that time. I think when I was around fifteen, mm-hmm. um, and so like I looked up to the to the Steve Jobs a lot for um, being a pioneer. Um, and being independent in the sense of, you know, no one gets through, gets to doing what they, what they do or like the accomplishments without huge support systems, no matter who you are, or what you're trying to do or accomplish or where you end up going. Mm-hmm. There's just, that's how we've, that's how the structures that come like, uh, link us together. They work. It's, it's, it's a collective effort. There's lots of foundation mm-hmm. and history and, mm-hmm. and support behind everything, all of these successes. But, um, what I looked up to at the time when I was 15 was, you know, this, um, in a sense where you could say naive idea about like this person being a pioneer and creating what he thought was like the best thing ever that he could create and being really passion- passionate about design and things like that. And of course, as I've become older and as I've grown older, a lot of these really fake and fictitious portrayals of individuals, characters, what have you, real or fictional um, people have kind of faded away because of the pragmatism that I've developed because mm-hmm. of the the sense of, of being realistic about things and understanding more depth about... Um, about people and about about how um, how we are, mm-hmm. just how people are. Um, you know, it's melted away a lot of those kind of Id- idols and things like that. And now at this point, I'm very different. There's no specific individual person in the world at all that I look up to um, as a whole because everyone has flaws and everyone mm-hmm. is flawed. But yeah, so when I when I was younger, I would look up to the traditional kind of tropes of like you know, let's say like a Hollywood actor who looks who's really buff, Jack, mm. um, also plays like a really famous, successful, good guy character on, a, on in a movie or a TV show, uh, and then real life people who were excelling in like business as CEOs as whatever, all these things. Um, those were the people that I look up to. But now, like if, if I could go back in time and like talk to the younger version of myself and tell him, Mm -hmm. here's all the things I've learned until now. Mm -hmm. And here's all the things that have like melted away that have faded away as not being really important as being, and me being more realistic about there's no real one person that you, or individual or thing that you look up to be, to being. it's just an evolution of yourself. And you, you just take the things that are good about you and you build them up and you take the things about you that are not so good and you try to turn them into things that are good. That's really like what I would, Tell myself younger stuff than that. It's what I would also say that I've been trying to do over the past decade, um, but that's essentially a long-winded answer to your question mm-hmm. about fifteen-year-old me, what he looked up to, kind of, and me right now, and and how that journey is has happened. But yeah, now I'm curious. What about you, Shrek? What do you what have you you had any specific kind of influences or aspirations or fantasies about like, who you would want to become when you
1: Do you know what I think? When when I was sixteen, I my whole thing was. Like, just, like, insecurities piling on top of insecurities about everything. And, and I, I know from what you've told me, that was the case for you for other things as well. So I think I, what I looked up to more, um, I think, well, funny enough, I, I I kind of had almost two two types of, two types of, like, men, I guess, that I idolized. And it's not that it was a specific celebrity or person or anything like that. I idolized the the person who was um like extremely smart, mm-hmm. which um at the time I, I kept beating myself up for um like not getting you know high grades and things like that and and you know i i, I hate to be the one to say it but for for, uh, for us growing up in in um like Asian families, there's a little bit more of that whether more or less of that pressure well, or that influence of like oh you need to get good grades get high grade like mm-hmm. you know math and science so I, I kept beating myself up for that, and then on, on the other side of it, um, I looked up to that that extremely like perfect like masculine guy that everyone thinks about. That's 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 masculine in his behavior, in how he looks, how he, he plays sports. He's like a, a guy's guy, that kind of thing. And I kept beating myself up because I wasn't mm. that kind of guy, and I'm not that kind of guy today. Mm. So I but but if i were to 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 go talk to my 16 year old self now i'd say who the fuck cares like it's 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 about it's about knowing that you are enough i think that if i had to um like su- like summarize what i've learned in, in 10 years in in one sentence i would say that i'm okay with being enough i think i always pressured myself to 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 be better do better and there's nothing wrong with that but at the expense of your own um Mental health or your satisfaction or your happiness. It's it's not the right approach to take so I I, I think that's the main thing For what's worth
0: worth, you're enough for me.
1: Oh, that's the nicest thing he's ever said and It's only because we're we're being recorded. That's why but I'm um, <laughs> joking. He's joking about that Just kidding. <laughs> No, that's true. He's said other nice things um, Cool, so in that case Karen, moving on from all the 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 personal crap Let's let's talk a little bit about <laughs> yeah, no more personal. Crap. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cry No, now. I'm kidding but I, why don't, why don't we talk about fitness? Because I know that's for both of us. We've, we've seen a lot of change in 10 years and I know you have a lot to talk about first. So I'm going to go first because he can take forever with fitness. Yes, I can. Yes. So I'll keep mine short. But in, in 10 years, when it comes to fitness, um, I, I, <laughs> I've tried, I've tried every thing that I've read online. I've tried every what I thought was the right workout or approach to, to losing weight or losing fat. Um, first, first of all, when I was 16, 17, my, my mentality was, oh, I need, to, I need to look skinnier, I need to look skinnier. I did not think at all about the concept of, and, and this is sad too because I was a science student, mm-hmm. the concept of like muscle and fat and how it all kind of works together. So I was like, you need to get skinny, you need to you know, run on the treadmill and do walking exercises and running and, and all that kind of stuff. I need to eat less. And there was, okay, there was one point, when I was eighteen at my first uh job were that summer because i needed i thought I needed to lose weight, I literally did not for for any of my like snack meals, I did not eat anything but nuts and water oh. to to lose weight and it was it was That's prob- nuts it, <laughs> it was probably the the unhealthiest thing I ever did just because like i I did not starve myself, I ate lunch and everything but i I, I felt terrible and and you know didn't really want to go exercise or anything point being is that as I, as I started to, to work out more, um, and, and I, uh, I hate to say it, but when I met Karen, I, (laughs) I, I hate giving compliments to him, but, um, he, he, from, from him and from, from another one of my, my really close friends, I learned a lot about what it means to work out properly and to, to, to manage your, it's not about dieting in any particular way. It's, it's more about eating, eating a balanced diet, about Counting calories are for um and and Karin for for to his credit for when did, when did we meet like twenty eleven twenty twelve something like that, he since then actually not since that because you were quite you know, huh? out of shape yourself at the time I was, yeah I was but, I was a big kid yeah but more like twenty whatever twenty thirteen fourteen anyways when he started lifting weights and he, to his credit tirelessly hammered into my head the benefits of lifting weights and I was resistant for so long. But as soon as I started kind of thinking, thinking of an, another kind of cliche quote, I'm going to say about my body is like a machine almost, yes, and that it needs it needs the proper fuel, it needs the proper um, like work exercise to make it stronger. I, I I got stronger and I I lost weight and I I'm in in the best shape of my life for so for me so far so far yeah, um, yeah. So I think the ten like ten years. I think that the highlight for me is is really just. Changing, changing my outlook on on what's on from, from going from doing things to to lose weight to doing things to benefit my health hmm. overall. And I think that's that was the biggest thing. Hmm. Now, what about you, Karen Because I know this is gonna take a while. I'll make this short and sweet. Oh yeah,
0: I'm done. No, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> all right, that
0: was it. Um, yeah, so a lot of folks listening might actually already know this story. I, I've told a lot of people, but. My journey from fitness was uh, a little bit interesting, but it echoes and mirrors a lot of other folks that, you know, over the years I've met and talked to. And it, it's mm-hmm. been inspiring to have other people kind of going almost on the same journey, whether like regardless of what, where they live or what, like whether it's at different times of their lives or at different times mm-hmm. um, relative to me that they've gone through this of the same journey. It's, it's been really, really inspirational to, to hear. But essentially what happened was like always since the beginning I've had trouble with weight. Like uh, my family history is not not very conducive to like healthy results, but that isn't what I've learned for myself is that is never an excuse not to try to still be the best that you can be. Uh, just for myself, that's something I, you know, I use as a tool. Um because despite the genetics, you the the amount of change that you can affect at your, as yourself as an individual is still so great. Um I have a family history of high blood pressure and diabetes and cholesterol and all all these issues and trick as well. Um, it runs in our family and and poor nutrition and and eating only exacerbated those problems. And maybe there was, and you know, I would say I would tend to agree with maybe there was a tendency to, to just, you know, inherently biologically. I was just loved food and eat eating food. And and Mm -hmm. that was kind of a part of, you know, the genetic component, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but regardless, I could still fight back. I could still, I could still do things to, um improve myself to really um take over the 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 fight against the genetic predisposition that it had mm. to, to wanting to just be big and have health problems on my life and all that crap. And so that's what I did. And but the the real catalyst for me was I think it was when we met a little bit after when we met. Mm. This was about end of high school towards first year of uni. Um, oh yeah I remember so that. what happens is you know the freshman 15 usually again like what it means is usually after like freshman year of college. A lot of folks gained like 15 pounds or whatever um, from eating a lot of food, stress from studying, things like that. But for me, it was more like 30, 40 pounds. It was a lot of weight yeah. that I gained. Um, and so what happened was I remember then joining the gym and then going to like have an assessment with the trainer. Um, and then I went through that assessment. Um And then like I learned a lot of bad stuff about myself at that point. And he told me like this is – you have to lose this much weight. This is how much fat you have on you. It's like a huge deal. And I was like – And I was, I was looking at the scale and what it was saying. It was like, that is obese. That is not, not good, not unacceptable. And from there, I had the fire where I just, I went, um, very hardcore. I immediately dove into, this is the strategy that I used, immediately dove into the literature, got myself super invested in just reading, reading, reading the science, science, science about, um, about health, nutrition, fitness, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Even with no formal educational, um, higher educational, so undergrad or, or graduate, um, um, like formal education about the subject. Regardless, I I went in, I dove into it. Um, I read as much as I could and just figured out what I could to to do the best for myself that I could. Um, from there, I learned about nutrition and fitness and like uh, macros and micronutrients and body composition and um, fitness and like effects on health and all the research being done. Um, read up meta meta analyses and different studies on. Um, the results and outcomes of various uh, protocols and I looked up all the stuff and I really went hardcore on it and then over the years I tried to dramatically improve myself um, which has led up to this point where I'm still in the process of doing that but like just continuously um, went on that journey and I lost In the initial kind of doubt of doing this I was I think like 215 pounds around there 215 mm-hmm. um, when I was at my heaviest after like a freshman f- freshman 50 or whatever um, and then I lost um, I went down to I think 175 Five so like 40 pounds I was nice. 40 pounds over the next like six six months I think maybe a little bit less maybe a little bit more and that was like the biggest overall weight transformation that I've had in my life and from there I just started to continuously just keep improving myself and get better and better um, and then that's led to today where I like I fell in love with the strength training fitness working out um, nutrition to some degree where like I still like I like understanding the importance of like enjoyment things like that still try to keep that in mind mm-hmm. um, but overall I understood the mechanisms that would help me guide myself down the right path in the long term um, and all of these tools have been just instrumental to to me but like the initial spark was definitely like it was a it was a minute it was a minute of just conversing with my tra- with the trainer and he telling me straight to my face this is the state this is your state right now mm-hmm. and from there that spark just went and I, I that carried me to lose that weight and just go that mile and it's carried me to this day of Uh, being the person that I want to be from a fitness perspective and nutrition and health perspective, um, and just keep going. So that's the short version of of my journey. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my decade in review with fitness. It's been, it's been just amazing. And it's something that I fell in love with and that I hope to keep being in love with for the rest of my life and continue. Um, and, uh, yeah,
1: that's it yeah I, th- I think it's it, it all comes down to how how that growth takes takes place right i mean you like for for both of us i think the the overall theme was that we 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 started one way either in how we were thinking or how we were living our life lives lifestyle and and affecting that change and and i think the point here is is that it can take time right i mean hey it took us many many years so hmm. don't you know for anyone who might be going through something similar don't beat yourself up just take time and then work on it right sure. yeah. so w- w- with that being said if on the subject of growth why don't we wrap it up with um the decade in review in terms of professional 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 changes or what or whatnot sure sure yeah so we're gonna basically verbally read out our resumes
0: out loud and this will be pretty the, much the, yeah yeah, okay. Tr- yeah. Go on. <laughs> um but yeah uh, do you want to go first Oh yeah I'll go first okay, You're sure he's yeah. oh, yeah. so nice. He
1: never lets me go first <laughs> um professional group well, I mean ten years ago, I don't think either of us had jobs, yeah, but we i mean i'll 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 start by saying that ten years ago, I was definitely like i said didn't really have any drive I think part of that was because again hate to be the one to say it, but coming from you know the asian families there there tends to be a little bit more of that oh you need to be um like I didn't get doctor, engineer, lawyer. They, it wasn't that, but it was more of you need to be something more professional, something, mm. you know what I mean? Like a pharmacist, like a architect, like something professional like that where you need a professional degree, license and all that. Mm. So I, but I really wanted to go into to kind of the artistic side, into something a little bit more creative. And I didn't really push as hard for that as I could have. So I think that's, that's where I was in a little bit of a, a tug of war with myself. So I went went out of high school thinking, okay, I'm gonna go into um, university. I'm gonna study chemistry. I'm gonna become go into research, whatever, whatever. And then I, um, t- well, tr- tried for a semester a doing like a bit like a mini thesis, like pr- um, research project or whatever. Hated it, absolutely hated it. Um, and then I I thought, okay, you know, I, I've always wanted to help people. I love kind of chemistry and science. so I, I'm gonna become a pharmacist. <laughs> so I went went to pharmacy school for a semester tried it did not like it um and I quit pharmacy school came back worked came back home worked for a couple of years um in a large ph- pharmacy company and, and from there i i got my first uh spark of interest into like health tech and 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 that side of things and that's um how i i did my master's and I ended up where I am today is because my and the the reason I'm rambling on about this, my point is that I I did not have kind of a straight path as mm-hmm. as very few of us do nowadays. It's very re- curvy. It's re- <laughs> it's if you guys could see the gesture Karn made. Um, it's 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 all about trying different things and 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 figuring out what you what you like and don't like. Yes, it's better to figure it out earlier, but the reality is not all of us are going to do that and 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 don't be afraid to 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 make make mistakes and and yeah sometimes that means you're going to lose mo- money that you might have invested in my case I went to pharmacy school in the UK so I, that was you know I was out thousands of dollars but the, the 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 flip side of that is is that I'm I've ended up in a in a industry and in a career that I'm I'm proud to say that I enjoy doing and and that I'm proud to say that I'm contributing to so don't don't worry if if you're not on a straight track, you know, like Mm. high school, university, whatever, whatever, you you'll figure it out Mm. as long as you put in the work. I think that's the main thing. Totally, yeah. 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 Totally.
0: What about you? Yeah, so it's it's funny because if you look at my trajectory on the outside, if you just read it, you would think that, oh, this is such a straight path. It's so linear. It's like a textbook path. No. This is where like if you like go behind the scenes you realize how much of a role just a combination of luck opportunity plays in everyone's lives. So for me, um if you look at the resume, if you look at my history so, um, I, for fun, I really liked writing when I was a kid. So I published like a, a book, my own novel, fiction novel. I'm not going to tell anyone the name cause I don't want to, it's embarrassing now looking back on it, but I, it's pu- not embarrassing. Yeah. Like reading it is embarrassing to me. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I, <laughs> the writing is embarrassing for me. But so when I was 18, I published a novel. I like use that as a tool to try to help me, you know, bump up my, like my grades are good, but like just help give it a little bit edge so I could, you know, try to get into a good program. Um, the program, you know, on my resume, I read, oh, I went to an engineering degree at the University of Waterloo standard, but it was a degree called management engineering, which had only been around at the time um, when I applied for five years, which means mm-hmm. there was only one graduating class wow. ever in the history of Canada. So this is the only program of its kind in Canada, which meant there was only one class that I graduated from this degree mm-hmm. in the history of Canada forever, like wow. forever. So that was like a very, at the time, early, new kind of thing. Um <clears throat> And essentially, you know, I remember um, like with my parents talking to people who knew about careers and stuff and who, who recommended me um, this, like before I found out about management engineering, it wasn't on my own that I found out. I was looking at the traditional paths of like, oh, here's a mechanical engineering or whatever it is. Um, and then one day, one of these folks who, you know, deals with careers and knows a lot about the different degrees and, and pathways that students should take and recommends and helps parents out with what they should do mm-hmm. um, as well as the, the kids themselves. Well, I, I remember in a folder, getting uh, a folder and then a piece of paper in it, and it had like a management engineering. I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> and then I went to the open house, of course, on campus, and then I also read more about it in the file and found out more um, about the program. And it happened to be, a, you know, it was an opportunity where like I could apply to this one, and it seemed like a new, unique, very not, nor- like away from the norm kind of thing. Um, and it was a risk because at the time, you know, the one graduating class, um, some of them have worked really cool jobs, that's mm-hmm. what um, kind of also motiva- motivated me. But it was also like a unique program that wasn't, um, I'll say this you know, with a little asterisk, but like limited in the con- in, in context to like some other degrees and programs uh, as to how they can be a little bit limiting mm-hmm. um, in terms of like you get set down this relatively narrow path where it's, it, you have a lot of opportunities, of course, don't get me wrong. But like the kind of the verticals that you can go into aren't that, there's not that many. Versus this program, which gives you much more breadth. It allows you to go into software engineering, business, marketing, um, uh, even like a little bit of mechanical, things like that if you want. Um, robotics, you could do machine learning. There's so many different like avenues. So the breadth is there, but like the depth potentially, if you don't follow the right path, if you don't do the right things, mm-hmm. might be uh, more difficult. So there's like, risks in a lot of different ways. Yep. Trade-offs here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, And I ended up taking that and it ended up being amazing. I got really cool internships Um, in the program. You get about six different co-ops. So I did all six of them really cool. Um, Worked at different companies, Um, nothing out of the ordinary, just like, you know, um, jobs working in marketing, working in um, engineering, working in development here and there, design all over the place. It was really fun. But then something else like you would see on my resume, if you were to just read it after the degree, I started working at full time at a startup company called Food. Um, but then if you dig behind the scenes, um, my last semester of my last co-op, um, it's optional. If you have five out of six, you don't have to take the sixth one. So I was debating 50-50. Do I take this internship? Do I take this internship? Do I go for a job? Um, or I actually at the time was like, no, I'm going to take this four months. I have four months. I can I actually have my own idea. i want to pursue it. I want to see if I can mm-hmm. maybe build something on my own that can generate something for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be really useful. And I would have you know, full autonomy over this. So this would be really Cool because I don't owe myself to any any anyone else for this four months. 50-50 um, chance I could have taken it or not. Then I remember um, just looking at this job application for a company called FlashFood. I mm-hmm. uh, thought it was really cool, it was like a startup. Um, then I went in and met the CEO, CTO, Chris. Um, I met the team and I was in love in terms of like, this is like an organization that I would love to be a part of. And I think it could change the world one day. Um, and I took a gamble and I was like, okay, I, I will join this startup company of five folks um, <laughs> trying to do some really cool things and really big things uh, and see if I can help you know do my little part in changing the world. Um, and that led me to um, getting hired um, before I graduated, getting an offer to stay at the company after, right after I graduated, the day after my exams yeah. done, start working for them. I accepted uh, and the rest as they say is history and I've been working for the company now for more than two and a half, for about two and a half years now. So. If you look at my resume, it looks pretty straightforward, but like the history behind that was anything but straightforward. It was very, mm-hmm. there was a lot of di- more things that I haven't talked about yet, um, or that I haven't talked about in, in kind of this conversation that were yeah. even more little things, um, chances, opportunities, moments of luck, things that have happened that have caused kind of this domino effect to where I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's essentially my professional journey over the past decade. Yeah. Um, straight on, very straight in your own paper, very windy and full of surprises. Very upon. curvy. Very curvy. <laughs> yes, do the gesture in real life. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's been a wild ride. So yeah, that's yeah. it for me. For yeah, I
1: think I mean, the 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 point overall is that when when it comes whether it's personal, professional, fitness, whatever, like whatever it is in your life that's changed in 10 years, that I, I think the point is and, and I direct this especially to to, to, to those of you who might be gra- like graduating high school and looking for, you know, something, the next big thing or university or undergrad, whatever, is, is that it, it change whatever change you want to affect in your life in, in any of these areas. It takes time. It takes work. It takes exploring and, and, and figuring out what works for you, what doesn't, making mistakes, falling flat on your face and then picking your ass back up. I think that that's what it really comes down to, whether you, you listen to Kern's uh, description of 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 kind of his highlights. Mine is is just keep 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 trying. I think, and and on that point, actually, there's a quote that I I forget if I read it somewhere, or if I saw it in a TV show or something, but um, it basically said that you you know it's it's you you can only say you've given up if you've stopped trying. So don't stop trying mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So so keep that in mind and. With all that deep philosophical crap out of the way, I think we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Sure. Um, yeah, and we'll we'll see you guys in the, the next one then. Sounds good. Peace. Okay, guys, so we, we actually forgot to do something. So um, uh, as we mentioned in our last episode, in our first episode, what we want to try every episode is, is to segments at the end just to add a little bit you know something extra so we're not like all those other podcasts out there <laughs> um so uh starting with the first segment which is uh dad jokes i'm gonna say a corny joke and Karen has to guess the punchline before i actually give you guys the answer let's do it so i'll start well uh of course it's it's uh new year's so i'm gonna do some new year's themed ones or one uh so Karen, yep fill in the blank I love when they drop the ball in Times Square because.
0: Huh. This is, okay. I love the.
1: When they drop the ball in Times Square because.
0: I actually can't, hmm.
1: Any ideas? Any guesses, guys? I can't think of anything for this one.
0: I love when they drop the ball. Something to do with you dropping the ball, too.
1: Yeah, pretty much. It's a nice reminder of what I did all year. Oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> there okay. All right. All right, meme time. Describe a meme. Okay, so this is a good meme because it's basically
0: just all verbal. Like, you don't need a picture or anything to, like... Oh, yeah? yeah. Okay. Okay, so society. So it's like, you know how you have, like, character A speaking, mm-hmm. then character B speaking? Uh-huh. It's like socii- this is so entertaining. It's like society. If it's sent by car, let's car- call it a shipment.
1: Me. What if
0: it's sent by ship? We'll call that Cargo.
1: Are <laughs> oh, they going to say carment? What ship? Ship? If it's sent by car, we'll call it a shipment. No, but this is
0: what it's actually called. When you when you uh when you send something by ship, it's called cargo. Cargo. When you send something by car, it's, it's called, called shipment. shipment. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyways, you ruined it. Okay. Well, that was the meme trick. Ruined it. Thanks, uh, everyone.
1: You know, it's like park on the driveway, drive in the park. Right now, okay. Yeah. Um, fun. Okay. <laughs> now we'll actually see you in the next one. Bye. For more information about our podcast, follow us at CommandSK on Twitter and find out more about where else you can listen to us. This is two idiots in a minivan driving off.